Podcast. Today, Pastor Dave takes us to the second book of Samuel in a sermon titled Final Destination. I'm sure it will be a great one. Check it out. Afterwards, take a look at our website, HodenBaptist.org. A lot of information there about the church and things going on in the church. Don't want to miss some of the things going on in the church. If you haven't been to Houghton Baptist, Come and check us out Sunday, 10 a.m. Be there. Come as you are. We do. We'd love to see you there. Enjoy the podcast and enjoy your day. Good morning, church. I think you can do a little bit better than that. Good morning, church. Morning. All right, we don't want anybody sleeping. How many are already tired? I told my wife during worship. It was phenomenal worship, don't get me wrong, but I could have just <laughs> laid down. You tired this morning? I'm a little bit tired. Listen, we came in here, hopefully, as ourselves, right? I love that last song, and we can just get before God and be who we are. We, we can't hide who we are or what we're doing or how we're living before a holy and righteous God. It just doesn't work that way. We may fool our spouse. We may fool our neighbor, co-worker. We may fool our church, but not before a holy and righteous God. He, he just sees right through all of that. So this morning, as we engage in God's word, you have to pray, God, speak to me. God, open up my heart. God, do something new. Do something different. Trigger something in me. Trigger change. God, help me in this life. Help me in this battle. God, I am desperate. Are you desperate for God? I am desperately in need of you and your grace and your love. Let's pray. Father God, we do love you and we do praise you. And we bring all of our junk, all of our baggage our hurts, the things that we're going through. We, we bring our diseases, we bring our illnesses before you, God. But we know that you are able. We know that you are big enough. Lord, you give us the very breath that we breathe right here in this moment. And it's not for ourselves, but it's for your glory and your good. Lord, I just surrender everything that I am before this church and before you. God, that you would just speak mightily through the text. Lord, that, that you would do the work. God, that you would change us and mold us and, and shape us. And I pray that you would do something new this morning. God, we're in need of change. We're in need of something new, something different. Oh, we're in need of your presence. We love you. We praise you. We ask you to do a mighty work. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. So today's sermon title, and I don't normally give my sermons a title, but I'm going to this time. Is that okay? My sermon title is called Final Destination. Final Destination. Everybody say Final Destination. Final Destination. 
All right, you're doing good. It's a good start. We start off strong, then we get weak about halfway through. Two words that we love to hear after a long trip. We are at our destination, right? Well, nine years ago, Jillian and I took a trip to California. It was my first time flying. I was absolutely terrified. I've always battled a fear of heights and, and flying and just the thought of plummeting to the earth in a tin can. I mean, it doesn't give me a good feeling. You know what I'm talking about, right? But Jillian, as my wife and and supporter, she promised to talk me through the whole thing and and be there for me. Well, the first flight wasn't so bad. I I handled that. But the second flight, the one from Minnesota to California, was brutal. (laughs) You see, Jillian got a headache right before we took off. How convenient uh, of her. I'm not bitter. I'm not bitter. So for the entire flight, she was completely out of it. I mean, just comatose in the seat, which meant that I had to deal. I know you're going to feel sorry for me this morning. I had to deal with our one-year-old son. No dad wants that. (laughs) No dad wants that. For hours, I was taking care of of Caden. Dirty diapers, praise God. High energy, bouncing all over the place. I I really had no time to to be afraid and worry about the flying aspect or or plummeting to the earth to face my, my death. I was completely on my own. I felt like every eye in that plane was on me and Caden. Life sometimes feels like that, does it not? Amen? We go through things that that isolate us. We, We deal with things outside of our control and our comfort. Sometimes those things trump our initial fear and worry. But the reality is, eventually... Eventually, we'll reach our destination. You with me? We'll reach our destination. We'll get to where God wants us to be. We'll get to where God wants us to be. David, King David, he he spent years. Just, Just think about all the things that you're going through. All the things that you're battling, David spent years on the run, doing his best to to evade Saul, had very little time to to be afraid and, and worry. Meanwhile, he kept at it. Doesn't that encourage you this morning? David kept at it. He he kept battling. Some of us want to just quit right now. I bet there's a handful that says, Listen, I'm I am done. I'm spent. I'm tired. David just kept battling. Amen? He kept battling. He kept his eye on where he was going. My, my goal for us today is to further encourage you to focus on your destination and not your situation. Amen? Your destination and not your situation. Turn with me to 2 Samuel chapter 5. This is where we're going to be this morning. 2 Samuel chapter 5, verses 1 through 10. Turn there in your Bible or smartphone or tablet or whatever you've got, or we've got it on the overhead to make it easy for you. Second Samuel chapter five, verses one 
through 10. We ready? One's ready? We ready? All right, there we go. It says, All the tribes of Israel came to David at Hebron and said, Here, we are your own flesh and blood. Even while Saul was king over us, you were the one who led us out to battle and brought us back. The Lord also said to you, You will shepherd my people Israel and and be ruler over Israel. So all the elders of Israel came to king at Hebron. King David made a covenant with them at Hebron in the Lord's presence, and they anointed David king over Israel. What a, what a moment for David. It says in verse 4, David was 30 years old when he began his reign. He reigned 40 years. In Hebron, he reigned over Judah seven years and six months. And in Jerusalem, he reigned 33 years over all Israel and Judah. I love this part. The king and his men, they marched to Jerusalem against the Jebusites who had inhabited the land. The Jebusites had said to David, you will never... You can't say that to God's anointed, amen? You will never get in here. Even the blind and lame can repel you thinking David can't get in here. Verse 7. I should have sat down for this. Yet David did capture the stronghold of Zion, the city of David. He said that that day, whoever attacks the Jebusites must go through the water shaft to reach the lame and the blind who are despised by David. For this reason, it is said, the blind and the lame will never enter the house. David took up residence in the stronghold, which he named the city of David. He built it up in a way around from the supporting terraces inward, and David became more, everybody say more, More. and more powerful. And the Lord God of hosts was with him. Let me set things up for you if I could. Saul continued to hunt down David. And even though he was hunted and and he lived as a fugitive, David kept fulfilling his destiny day after day after day. And it's not like David didn't have the chance to rewrite history because he did. In fact, in chapter 26 of 1 Samuel, David and Abishai found Saul asleep with other military men. And Abishai said this, this is, what a good friend, right? Let me run a spear. Remember, this is David's enemy, right? They're standing over his enemy. And Abishai says, let me run a spear through him just once, David. Just one, it won't take, to sound like a manly thing to say, right? It won't take two times, just one time. And David said this, which is mind-blowing to me. Let God deal with him. I bet Abishai was like, this is our chance. This is our opportunity. David said, let God Deal with Saul. Let God handle it. Maybe he'll die in battle. Maybe God will deal with him in a different way, but but not right now. We're we're not going to take his life. So so David took his spear 
and his water jug and, and spared Saul's life yet again. A man, in my opinion, deserved to die. David went to great lengths to to evade Saul and stayed focused on his destination. We get so, tell me if I'm wrong, we get so wrapped up in life, focusing on everything that goes wrong, don't we? Amen? Three of you? Amen? We miss opportunities to step up. And be the people that God has called us to be. Because we're so weighed down by this life's troubles and trials. Here's the thing. Any one of David's 600 men would have killed Saul. But David, the man after God's own heart, wouldn't let them touch God's anointed. What a heart. What a heart David had. Friends, don't you want that type of desire to please God in, in every situation? The flesh didn't take over when David was standing there. I mean, this was an easy target. Abishai was ready. He's like, let's do this. Let's do this. And David said, let, we need to learn this church. Let, let God deal with the big stuff. Let God handle those things, those problems. It's too much for us. David protected Saul's life over, and it doesn't make any sense, does it? Over and over again, he protected Saul. After multiple times of him trying to kill David, he still protected him because of his love for God. Can we say that about ourselves? That type of obedience no matter how Saul treated him, it never affected David's heart to, to please God. <laughs> when we have people hurt us, have you ever had somebody hurt you? Amen? Like one person raises their hand like, I'm not sure if I should raise my hand, Pastor, right? Have people hurt you and wounded you or turned on you or this life has been ridiculously hard? Church, my life has been hard this last couple of years. Says, and, and you can raise your hand if you, you want to. I don't want to push you here. But has your life been hard this last month? Has your life been hard this last six months? This last year? Right? Yes. Life can be hard. Have you done your very best to just keep going? Keep serving God and trying to have a good attitude about about things and, and and here's the thing as we go through all of this junk and this this messy stuff that we deal with that, that we still desire to please God and obey God in all things just to honor the one that gives us the very breath that we breathe as we sit here oh I don't think we worship and serve that God very much do we we're so bogged down by life man it's got to burn deep within David had that David had that. Killing Saul would have been the easy thing to do. And yet he protected him 
And he spared him. If I were David, if I'm being honest, I I would have ran that spear. Can I say that? I would have ran that spear right through Saul. I would have told Abishai, go ahead. Go ahead. He deserved what was coming. But David didn't do that. Don't you desire to be like David? David didn't do that. It meant more work for David, did it not? Think of it, if he, if he just killed Saul, it would have been all over. It meant more work for David to honor and obey God. Let's, let's be honest, obeying and honoring God will always take more work, but it's worth it. Everybody say, it's worth it. It's worth it. It's worth it. Taking the easy way out, and many of us do, taking the easy way out will never get us, never get us to our destination. Notice it says this, all of the tribes of Israel, they came and said, here we are. Your own flesh and blood, we're behind you, David. Our allegiance is now yours. You are our king. Now, mind you, David was already ruling Hebron, but this was the moment that he would be crowned as king over all of Israel. From shepherd, from shepherd to king. From shepherd to king. There's great hope in that. For any of us sitting here this morning, from shepherd to king, it it finally happened for David. It it finally came to pass. He had, had reached his goal, his destination. Some of you here this morning are waiting for God to show up. Amen? Amen? I'm looking for a louder response than that. And I'll keep asking. Some of you are waiting for God to show up in your finances. Your sickness. You're waiting for God to show up in your sickness. You're waiting for God to show up in your your weaknesses. Am I the only one that has weaknesses? Nope. I won't point out yours. Just kidding. We all have weaknesses. And we're waiting for God to show up. How about about your, your sinfulness? The thing that you're, you're wrapped up in, the thing that you're involved in. You're waiting for God to show up in those areas where you've prayed and you've begged and you've asked God to step in and help you. You're waiting for God. You're waiting. Some of you are waiting to reach your destiny. Maybe all of us are waiting to reach our destination. I wonder how many of us Listen, it'll come to pass. It will come to pass. You'll you'll get there. You'll get there. Everybody say, it will happen. It will happen. David battled for years. David hid in caves and ran city to city, promised a position at 15, and it didn't happen until he was 30 years old. Can you identify with that? Amen? How long has God made you wait? How long 
as God made you wait. Most of us stop short. We stop short from the place where God wants us to be. Don't we? We stop short. Weariness takes over. Frustration. You ever been frustrated with life? Just get on Facebook. You'll see it. (laughs) Frustration takes over. Life's problems takes over. Our sicknesses and, and limitations begins to take over. But it's crucial for us to just stay the course and keep our eyes fixed on Jesus. No matter what comes against us. Focusing on Christ and our relationship with Him. You have to work on that relationship. Stay believing. We, we tend to lose heart when we're going through trials, don't we? Stay believing that God has something more for you. The people rallied around David. I would have loved to be there. Rallied around him, embraced him as their new king. What a moment. What a moment in history for for David. A great victory and accomplishment. He had arrived. We have to believe that the moment is coming for each of us. Amen? Do you believe that? Some of you are like, eh. I don't know. I don't know if my moment's coming. I don't know, Pastor. You don't know my life and my situation. You don't know the burdens that I carry, the baggage that I have. I don't know if my my moment will ever come. God has more in store for you. God has more in store for you. Do you believe that? Do you believe that? Or have you given up? Have you, have, have you lost hope? Have you settled for your current situation, your current circumstances, your current trial? Have you just lost heart? Have you given up on God? I sure hope not. God is able. Amen? Amen. I don't care what you ask of God or, or what you're up against. God is able to handle it. He's able. And yet we live so defeated and so discouraged and wrapped up in all the junk that surrounds our lives. Listen, no matter what we're fighting right now, God's not done with us. God's not done with us. Let me say that again. God's not done with us. God never failed, David. Not in the cave, not in the fields, not on the battle line. Nope. He never failed, David. And he won't fail you Either. I can't think of a time in my life where God has ever failed me. I've let God down. <laughs> I've done some things that aren't too good. Some things that cause problems and trials for my own life. But God has never failed me. And I'm pretty sure God's never failed you either. We serve a God who never fails His people. or His I think it's easy to start believing that we've lived out our best days or have experienced our greatest accomplishments, but that's not kingdom living. It's not. I believe God's best is always 
yet to come. I hope that gives you hope this morning. Notice it says this, even while Saul was king. I love this. Even while Saul was king. David, you were the one who led us out to battle and you brought us back. It was you who labored. It was you who labored. Saul was the king. But it was you who sacrificed. It was you who stayed in the fight, stayed in the battle, stayed committed to us and committed to God. Everybody say, it was you. Say it again. It was you. All right. It was you. It was you. Destiny seekers have to be good at two things. Very simple, but you might want to write these down. Going out and coming back. Going out and coming back. See, church, it's one thing to to face our battles. It's another thing to survive our battles. You with me? David did both. David did both. What is it that you're facing this morning? Cancer? Some of you are facing cancer. And it's hard. And it's lonely and it isolates you. Some of you are battling things that are difficult. What is it that's overpowering you and eating at you? Is it the addiction to alcohol and and drug use? Right? What's destroying you? Because... See, Pastor, I don't have any problems with addictions. That's not me. I'm the, I'm the church type. Right? I, I'm the Christian who doesn't have all that baggage and all that weight. Maybe it's bitterness. Maybe it's envy and jealousy. I don't know. Maybe you have a problem with anger. You have things that are eating at you. What's destroying you? What is it that you're facing? It says Saul was king, but it was David who put the work in. Saul was king, but it was David who put the work in. Friends, we can't expect to get anywhere if we're not willing to put the work in, and yet many of us do. We wonder why the plane hasn't landed yet. We haven't put the work in. David didn't make it to the throne by hiding in caves or or leading an army or even taking down a giant. He did so, and hear me out on this. I'll say it real quietly. He did so by honoring God. He did so by honoring God. By pleasing the King of Kings, the the Most High. Every time he passed up killing Saul, he was that much closer to the throne and his destiny. Every time he honored Saul, a man who was horrible to him, he honored God. He honored God. Our our choices delay our destination. They just do. Think about that the next time you're about to compromise your faith for your flesh. Tell yourself it's not worth it. Everybody say it's not worth it. It's not worth it. David had to make Right choices. God wasn't just going to give him the throne if he didn't make right choices. He had to honor and please the Father in all things. It says, you will shepherd my people Israel and and be ruler over them. What has God spoken over your life? Pastor, I don't know. That's why I came here. 
I have not a clue. What has God prepared for you? Some of you might be thinking, I'm, I'm no king. I'm no king. I'm not destined for the throne or some, some great position. I'm not anything like David. Let me just say this. It's that type of thinking that keeps you exactly where you're at. Instead of where God's trying to move you and take you and develop you and grow you, all the things that we despise, our thinking is all wrong. Our thinking is all wrong. The writer emphasizes this. The Lord said, you will be. Isn't that cool? Everybody nod your head, smile. The Lord said, you will be. We hear a lot of stuff from the enemy, don't we? The Lord said, you will be, David. Philippians 1.6 says, Be confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion to the day of Christ Jesus. He's faithful until the end. You will be. God's spoken on your behalf. Amen? The, the, the Bible says that we've been chosen and predestined, that we are sons and daughters of the Most High God. That means something. Amen? We belong to Him. Doesn't matter what this life has done to you or what people have done to you, what you're going through. We belong to Him. If we've given our lives to Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we are His. We are God's Children, we are God's people. That means something. So when you're laying flat on your back, I belong to Him. I belong to Him. The Lord said, you will be. Stop believing all the noise. The stuff. The Lord said, you will be. Oh, man. That's good stuff. Amen? Amen. Love it. All the elders, they gathered around King David and anointed him. This was it. The promotion that he worked for, the position he sacrificed for, he would reign as king for 40 years. Let me just say this. 40 years as king. Stay with me. I'm almost done here. 40 years as king. Trumped. The 15 that he spent on the run battling. Amen? Just slugging it out for the kingdom. Stayed the course. Stayed in the fight. Stayed in the battle. Didn't give up. Didn't quit. Kept going. Kept believing. Kept his eye on his destination. Not his situation. His destination. Where he was going. 40 years as king. After 15 on the run, God's best is yet to come. The time we spend waiting, fighting, battling will be worth it. 
It will be worth it. God always finishes what He starts. Amen? David rallied his men and they they marched to Jerusalem to go take control of their kingdom. See, the Jebusites had occupied what belonged to David. Right now, there are things in your life, and you know them, that the enemy is controlling. He's occupied your living room. He's occupied your your bedroom. He's occupied your workplace. He's occupied your mind. Maybe your area of ministry in the church. He's occupied your space. Your life, it's come through family and friends, co-workers, fellow church members. I don't care what it is. Illness, sickness, troubles, trials. And it's up to you to go and reclaim it. Pastor, you're not going to do that for me? Nope. i got my own battles to fight. Church ain't going to do that for me, Pastor? Nope. We love you, but we're not going to do it for you. Will God do that for me? Hmm. You need to go. You need to go and reclaim what's yours. What's yours? David was... Think about this. David was now king. But he had to go get it. He had to go get it. The Jebusites mocked David. You know the enemy mocks us. He mocks me, he mocks you. The Jebusites mocked David and his army, so confident they wouldn't breach the kingdom. And the Bible says this, you're going to love this part. I I hope you'll love this part. I, I do. David captured the stronghold of Zion. He went and took what belonged to him. He went and took what God had for him. Right? He didn't just say, you know what, it's all done. I'm anointed as king. Bring me some coffee. Bring me some food. Take care of me now. I'm the ruler. Nope. Him and his men, they marched. People, you've got to be on the move. You've got to keep moving forward. They marched into Jerusalem and took what belonged to them. The enemy will tell you it's too late. Have you ever heard those words from the enemy? Nobody? You guys are liars. Some say, I can't believe you just called the church liars. Has the enemy ever told you it's too late? It's too late. It's too late. It's too late. You're too late. You're too late. The enemy will tell you, you're too sick. Have you ever been told that? You're too sick. You're not going to come back from this. You're not going to come back from this. Too far in debt. Maybe you've done something that you feel is unforgivable. Listen, what Jesus did on Calvary will cover. Will cover. Everybody say, it will cover. cover. I don't care what it is. Pornography, it happens in the church. We struggle with it. People struggle with it. It'll cover. Maybe you've cheated on a spouse. Maybe they don't know. You know. It'll cover it. 
Maybe that addiction has almost broken up your family and your marriage. It will cover it. It will cover it. But yet the enemy will tell you all these things. It's too late. You've done these things. God's not going to ever take you back. He's not going to forgive you. He's not going to accept you. He's not going to love you. The enemy's a liar. God loves you. It's unconditional. It's limitless. It's perfect. It's needed. That's why it's grace. The Lord of God was with David. This wasn't just David's fight or David's battle. God was with him in the fight, in the trenches, in the trials, in the cave, in those moments where his flesh cried out. God was with him. God will be with you. God will be with you. David didn't quit. My biggest encouragement to you this morning is, is, is stop feeling like you need to quit and stop. Don't give up. I don't care what's come against you. Don't quit. Don't give up. Don't quit. Don't give up. Keep going. Give God a chance to show you what's in store for you. I wasn't even going to say this, but I, I feel like I need to. I'm going to let the Spirit lead. But when I was 20 years old, I battled depression so severely. I mean, it was bad. I, I could barely talk to my own family. I could barely leave the house. I just pretty much sat in my bedroom. How you doing, David? I couldn't even speak words, really. I just sat there this last about a year, year and a half, and... Every day I contemplated suicide, taking my own life. I mean, every single day I thought through how I was going to do it, how I was going to end it. I was done. I hurt that bad. I, I was grieving that much about my life. Maybe you've been there. Maybe you're here this morning and say, you know what, Pastor, I'm dealing with that stuff. Oh, I'm so glad that God intervened. Amen? God stepped in. I'm so glad that I didn't give in to how I was feeling and the emotions and the weight of all of my battles and my struggles and my addictions, all of those things. I would have ended it right there. But God intervened and I gave Him a chance to show me what He had in store for me. God's best is yet to come. Not just for me and our church, but for you. Hang in there. Hang in there. Keep fighting. Keep believing. Keep trusting. It's big. It's big. It's more than you could ever imagine. Take back what's yours. Take back what's yours. Reach your destination. We were going to have communion this morning. We're not going to do that. I'm going to have our worship team come up. We're going to open up a time to just pray. You come forward to this altar. I'm going to have my leaders come forward. You stand in front. Dave and Bill and Don, would you come up? We're just going to pray. Paul and Kim, would you come forward as well? The battles and the fights that we have gone through, it's a lot, is it not? It's heavy, it's overwhelming, it's difficult. People say, I've been struggling, Pastor. 
Well, join the club. <laughs> We've all been struggling, haven't we? Hey, thanks for listening to the Houghton Baptist Podcast. We appreciate your support. And speaking of support, there's a lot of different ways you can support Houghton Baptist in addition to the traditional way of giving your tithe or check at church. We have online giving on our website at HoughtonBaptist.org, and we also have text giving. If you're interested in text giving, just dial 906-346-1317 and follow the information from there. Easy peasy. If you're looking for a church or you're just not sure what church is all about, why don't you stop by Houghton Baptist Sunday morning, 10 a.m. Be there. Come as you are. We do. Have a great day.